Father, um, we thank you for today. You are good, you are faithful, you are loving, you are patient, you are in control. One of the harder messages that I've had to present, but I thank you for your faithfulness in all of our lives. Pray that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts with fertile soil, feet that want to run with obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. If you know me, and know me just a little bit more than well, I've even voiced it from here, there is what the world would call a conspiracy theorist within me. I could talk conspiracies with many people. Now, I'm not gonna get into other conspiracies by which I believe today. Not, that's not where I'm gonna go. Not where the sermon's going to lead. But the more you get to know me, there, there are things that I believe because I do believe very specifically that one world order will take place one day and one world order, um, I guess is God's allowing it to happen is within his plan. He doesn't want this world to go on forever. He wants to have the new heaven and the new earth. Amen? That's what we long for. Not just to long to keep this life. See, scripture actually says those who want to keep their life, those who desire to keep their life will lose it, but those willing to lose their life will find it. I have many different friend groups right now. And in these friend groups, we have those who are really, really, really concerned about the pandemic. And I love them. And then I have those who think that this is all a one world order agenda. And I love them. And then there's the others who are really fearful of government control. So their fears start to come out of them and they wanna fight against government control. We all probably fit in one of those. We're scared, the government's trying to get control, or this is an occult practice that we're all participating in. The moment as a church that we as elders made the announcement that we're going to honor what the governor has said was the moment I get hundreds of text messages and hundreds of opinions, right? And God bless you, I love to process those with you. I love to debate scripture with you. We need to be ready in season and out of season to present our faith, right? I was ready. I hope that you are ready to give a reason for your faith. We all have an authority problem, don't we? We don't like authority. We don't like when people tell us what to do. What I wanna be careful of is we're just not fighting against authority for the sake of authority. Our staff did a training last year and the training was about honor and honoring leaders and honoring one another. And I learned a lot of things from that, that training. And one of the things that I learned about this training is, is we didn't do that training for the sake of honoring leadership here at the church. 
We did the training so that as individuals, we know how to honor people throughout the world. So that I know how to honor people throughout the world. So that I can live under cover of what God has asked of us. Again, I personally, um, I personally do not um, love the idea of wearing a mask. I don't. Um, I even saw many of us wrestling with it this morning. Any of you guys wrestling with it right now? Thank you. Thanks for being honest. How many of you guys love that we're wearing them right now? Thanks for being honest. That's okay. And we're not going to judge either of them. So, the training was really beneficial for us. And I've seen the enemy set up a win-win situation for himself. And could someone get me a water? Thanks, Stu. Um, I've seen the enemy set up a win-win situation for us, or for him. Thanks. Look at that. Stu's just always ready. Did you clean this before he handed it to me with hand sanitizer? So I've seen the enemy set up a win-win situation within the church. Here's the win-win situation. There's people who are fearful of the virus. They're looking at the numbers and they're afraid of it, so they say, I'm not going to church, right? And then you have the other people who are not here today who say, I will not wear a mask, so they don't come to church. And then you have other people within the world who are like, hey, if you don't have a church to go to, just come to my house. And they're, they're trying to rally people then to their house rather than the church. So the enemy set up a win-win situation. Do you see it? You're afraid to come to church. Or if, if you come to church, you have an attitude at church, therefore not making it about God. And I'm choosing not to live with either of those attitudes. I'm not going to let a mask ruin my worship. I'm not going to allow a mask to pull from what God might be doing. Now, we're going to get into the agenda, possibly. The underground church in China, right, they meet regularly. I wonder how big churches would be in China if they said, you can have as big of churches as you want. You only have to wear a mask. How big do you think churches would be? And yet, the privileged here in America, we want to say, I'm not going to wear a mask. And the enemy has got our focus off of Jesus onto a mask. I'm not going to let a mask keep me from that. I don't like it. I personally, if I were in control, I'm not, um, I wouldn't wear it wherever I go. If I go to a hospital, I'd probably put one on. So, so why am I asking that we wear masks? Why should we? Well, it comes down to honor. And God talks about honor within Scripture. 
not only would the underground uh, Chinese church be full and growing exponentially, I also know that there are churches in China that are allowed to meet. But they're allowed to meet if they have under 100 people. So you know what they do? They honor what's put before them because they're still allowed to worship and their process of leadership is just to create new churches. So the moment your church almost gets to 100 people, you know what they say? Time to plant another church. Time to plant another church. They don't focus on what they can't have, they focus, they focus on the freedoms that they do have. And I don't see anyone in here today holding a gun to our head saying quit worshiping God. I don't see anyone in here saying worship Satan and don't go to church. I don't see it. First Peter 2, this will not be up here today, I added it late after the PowerPoint was done. Verse 13, submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether the emperor as the supreme authority, or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to condemn those who do right. For it's God's will that will be, um, that will be do that will be doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of the foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedoms as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. So who's our emperor in Ohio? DeWine. Who's the emperor of the United States? Um, President Trump. What has Dwayne asked us to do? He's asked us to wear masks. Has he said, bow your knee to Satan? Has he come out and said, wearing a mask is satanic? And what I'm going to get to is in scripture where I see those moments come about is they're very specific. They're very specific about when it's worshiping God and when it's bowing your knee to Satan. So as long as the government doesn't assert its authority in keeping us from worshiping God and being obedient, we are to honor it. Submit yourself for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether the emperor as the supreme authority. Not my words. So if you have a problem with today's scripture, I have a problem with today's scripture because the... Um, the person who can have conspiracy talks with the best of them. I take it back to what scripture's asking me to do. So some people may like the sermon, other people may not. So if you turn to Romans chapter 13, that's really where we wanna dive in today. It'll be on the screen, but Paul is going to talk specifically Two governing authorities. Now, before you explode, I'm going to ask that you sit through this with a teachable heart. Will you be teachable today? Will you be moldable? Will you listen? Slow to speak, right? 
And a couple people that I talked to several weeks ago, they said, and I'm always speaking back to you during the sermon, not like physically, but in their mind. Before you speak to me today during the sermon, listen to it and receive it. Romans chapter 13, verse one and two. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So what do we learn pretty quickly in this verse? Paul is talking to governing authorities, not simply church leadership. This isn't just honor your father, honor your mother. This isn't just honor your pastor and the elders. This is very specifically saying honor, who? Governing authorities. Paul's talking to everyone. Let everyone. So who's everyone in here? Participating church, let everyone. You don't have to like this scripture. I don't necessarily like the scripture. Let everyone, we are everyone. Watching online, you are everyone. There is not authority except which is established by God. Authority comes by God. So what the scripture is telling us is this, is whether you like DeWine now or you don't like DeWine now, DeWine was given his authority by God. Whether you like the President of the United States or not, the President of the United States was given his authority by God. And here's what I wanna say. The President in 2020, whoever it is, will be given their authority by God. Refute the scripture and tell me something different. You can't. So what that means is we honor those who God has put in place unless they explicitly ask us to sin. Now just because authority comes from God, it doesn't mean that all authority is godly. Amen? Amen. I'm not saying DeWine is godly. I'm also not saying that he isn't godly. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for no authority except which, is, uh, which God has established. The authority that exists have been established by God. So the word subject. Subject being underlined. This Greek word is hupotasso. Dog, dogs were not interested in this one. So... I felt confident up here sharing it. Any of you guys other than Mark and Phyllis remember the story? All right, lighten up a little bit. Do I have to cover, cover my smile too? Hupatasso. Maybe if I said it enough and jumped around, they like it. But subject, right? So subject, the Greek word for subject, original language, hupatasso, is to arrange under, to uh, subordinate, to subordinate, sorry, to subject, put in subjection, to subject oneself, to obey, to, to submit to one's control, to yield to one's 
um, admonition or advice to obey, be subject. So what's happening in Romans 13 is we're being told to obey the authority. Our governor. And there's people already saying, but what if it's a sin? But what if it's a sin? We're going to get there. Slow down. Listen to the sermon. This word was a Greek military term meaning to arrange in a military fashion under the command of a leader. In a non-military use, it was a voluntary attitude of giving in, cooperating, assuming responsibility, and carrying a burden. Blueletterbible.com, you can search those things. What about the word established? Which God has established. Established was the word tasso. To place in a certain order, to arrange, to assign a place, to appoint, to assign, appoint a thing to one. So what we learn here is this. In the one scripture, we learn that God has placed these leaders, given them authority, and he's put them here for such a time as this. So whether good things come our way or hard things come our way, we have to know that God is in control, right? There's no accident with who our leaders are at this very time. Do you see that in the scripture? No accident. It didn't just happen. Zero chance. God gave the authority and he allowed it to happen. So it's our job to voluntarily submit to leaders unless they are asking us to sin. Why? Because there is no authority except by which comes from God. Let's continue. Hebrews 13 verse 2. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. What? That's pretty plain and simple right there, isn't it? Whoever rebels against authority, so whoever rebels against DeWine when he hasn't asked us to sin, rebels against what God has instituted. And those who, will, um, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So who wants to bring judgment on yourself? Not me. I don't. There's a tendency within all of us to trust what we can touch and what we can do more than trusting God. We're forcing ourselves, or we've been put in a position to trust that God is in control during this season. That God's gonna work through our governor. That God's gonna work through our president, that God's gonna work through our local leaders. So what we wanna do is we wanna fight back because we feel like we can control when we fight back, right? 
we want to keep our life. Therefore, if we resist against what God has instituted, we will bring judgment on ourselves. That doesn't sound fun. DeWine with the mask order is not asking us to sin. Maybe there is a hidden agenda. Right? But God has dealt with agendas within the Bible. He sent Esther, didn't he? There was a hidden agenda to kill the Jews. But he sent Esther. The crime at, uh, at stake wasn't wearing a mask. It was killing her people. We honor until it's a point of sin. What about this? Hitler or Stalin? Really evil people, right? What about Pharaoh? Pharaoh was evil. Really evil. Maybe even more evil. Who gave Pharaoh his authority? What have we learned from the scripture? Who gave, who gave Pharaoh his authority? God did. Why would God put someone in authority who's gonna do such evil things? Again, just because God has given the authority doesn't mean that they're godly. Authority came from God, but the behavior didn't. And many people want to say that there are evil leaders. Well, there are. There are evil leaders. The spirit of the Antichrist right now is roaming the earth. But the authority, the authority is of God. The actions are not. So why does God give these people authority? I want to look at Pharaoh just a little bit deeper. Basically, he had an entire nation of slaves, right? You can find the story in Exodus. We actually went through Exodus, so ho hopefully um, this isn't new to you. Hopefully you weren't thinking about meatloaf up while I was preaching it. But um, basically he had an entire nation of slaves. He forced them to work well past their limits. Not by their choice. He forced them to work well past their limits. And then he set a decree to kill babies. So the question is, did God really raise him up? I understand your scripture, Joey. Out of Romans, out of Hebrews. Out of Romans. I understand that. But did God really raise up Pharaoh when he mistreated and pushed people back past their limits and asked them to kill babies? Did God do that? Well, he did. Exodus 9, verse 16. <laughs> this is God speaking. I have raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. God raised up Pharaoh so that he could show his power and that his name might be proclaimed in all the earth. See, they were at a time where many people didn't know God. And God knew that something powerful had to happen for his name to be proclaimed. Romans 9. For this scripture says to Pharaoh, I raised you up for this very purpose 
that I might display my power in you, that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. What if God has put DeWine in power, or President Trump in power, or the leaders in place right now in America so that his power would be known and his name would be proclaimed amongst all the earth. See, look, I have a question for you. Would you rather wear masks or be forced, forced to wear masks and worship God or be forced to work past your limits like Pharaoh did and worship God? Easy. The, the Israelites, God's people, they would do whatever they could to say, if the only persecution that I ever receive is to wear a mask, then I would gladly do that. But we're complaining and frustrated about the mask so much when it's just a sheet of thin sliced paper. I don't know, some of you guys have made, made them off some nice button-down t-shirts. Who put Pharaoh in position of power? Participate, God, right? Who gives authority? God. What if God wants his church to get so fed up with the old ways of church, with the old ways of life, that he says, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my leaders, I'm gonna make the people that have given authority force on them a mask because I know, I know that they will complain about it. I know that they'll have a problem with it and they'll have such a problem. Look, if God's judgment is a mask, I will take the mask over his fire any day. What if the mask right now is God's judgment on his people, but in reality his judgment is grace to say, are you really willing to talk about what matters? Repentance, revival, healings, salvation. Are you willing to talk about those things? What if God put those leaders in place for that? I'm not worried about the 1% death rate right now. Praise God it's going down. Or some numbers say 6% death rate. I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about whether it's all fabricated or not. What I'm worried about is, has our governor asked us to sin? I don't see it yet. In California, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll, I guess I'll say it twice. But in California, they've been told they can't sing. Now, is that keeping you from honoring God? Yes or no? Participate. Yes. It is. If our governor told us not to sing, you better believe that that's a sin. So guess what I would say? Church, those who are unashamed, come on in here, knowing what could happen. Fact of the matter is Champaign County Police already said they're not gonna police masks. That's what they said. We are not responding to calls about masks, we are not policing it. 
so we're not even getting persecuted for it. It's it, just a mask. Either way, let's continue, Genesis 15. Then the Lord said to him, know for certain, for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. So what was happening here? It was being prophesied about the 400 years right um, you know, at the end as we were going through Exodus of being enslaved, of being slaves. God foretold the future. Now, some people throughout the um, past couple days have said, well, if they would have fought back. No, God preordained this. I see this as um, God was going to do it because he wanted his power to be on display. What if God wants his power to be on display right now? So why would God allow this? So that his name would be proclaimed in all the earth. How might God use the mask order? So that his name might be proclaimed in all the earth. See, it was only through a desperate season that we saw God on display. I can see God using masks to make people hungry. I can see God using masks to sift those who are really devoted to his church, to challenge their uh, beliefs, and to proclaim his name in all the earth. DeWine is not asking us to sin. It is simple. And some people have said, and some people still may be thinking in here, uh, there is an agenda behind the masks. Okay, fine, you're right. Maybe there is. There's an agenda behind your credit card. There's an agenda behind your cell phone. There's an agenda behind Facebook. So why are you so selective? Because I would say in many people there's a fear of losing something that they value. You're not afraid of losing Facebook. There's an agenda behind a lot of things in this world today. Most corporations, the cars that you drive. Have you ever, have you ever done a search on who the people are that own the car companies that you drive? Or the cl clothes or t-shirts that you're wearing? Come on, somebody. There's an agenda behind everything in this world. So maybe there's an agenda behind the masks, but at this point, DeWine's agenda has not come out and said, bow your knee to me, worship me. In California and in New York, maybe in Florida, they've said certain things that have crossed our religious rights to honor God. But right here, it hasn't. The mask order, whether it's good-natured or bad-natured, has an agenda, and it is being politicized, right? We see that. We, we have to agree. I understand it's being politicized. Many people think it's going to go away in November or December. But it's not a sin to wear it. So we should honor it. 
Yet though we honor DeWine, it doesn't mean we obey if he asks us to sin. Also in Exodus, with Pharaoh, you think of the midwives, right? Exodus chapter one, verse 15. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, um, whose names were Sipphra and Pua, when you are helping the Hebrew women during childbirth on the delivery stool, if you see that the baby, bo- if you see that the baby is a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do. Amen. A very poignant, explicit sin that was being demanded of the midwives. What very specific, poignant, very direct sin has DeWine asked us to commit? I have not heard him say, wear the mask and participate in a cult worship or die. I have not heard him say, wear the mask and not worship God. I haven't seen it yet. And right here, the king of Egypt was very specific about his request. Kill the boys or else. Then the king summoned the midwives and asked them, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? Verse 20, or sorry, verse 19, the midwives answered, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So they lied a little bit, right? They stretched the truth. That's not even a nice compliment. Um, I'm learning filters up here, so I'm gonna filter what I wanted to say. (laughs) Um, Make up whatever you want. (laughs) So God was kind to the midwives and the people increased. Listen to this, because they said no when, when they were asked to sin. God was kind to the midwives and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because, because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. See, they submit to, to the things that Pharaoh asked throughout the whole time, except when he very specifically asked them to sin, to kill babies. It was clear. All throughout scripture, I see clear statements of evil asking us to sin. I don't just see conspiracy. I see stuff very specific. I haven't seen anything specific right now in our world, in Ohio, in Champaign County, in Logan County, Madison County, Union County, um, Green County, uh, Madison, or Miami County, wherever Wherever we are, I haven't seen specific. So we don't honor our leaders when they blatantly ask us to sin. Another example, Daniel chapter three. At some point, uh, or at some time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, may the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of a horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. 
you see that that was very specific. When this happens, you must bow down and worship the gold. Where has there been a specific request or a specific demand that says wearing a mask is worshiping the devil? Show me the quote. Show me where the request in Ohio has been anti-Christ. I don't care what's happening around the world. I care about what's happening right here. What's happening right here? So the demand was that everyone would fall down and worship the image of gold. They would worship, and, uh, they would worship a false god. I do not see our government telling us to worship them or die. I actually see police in Champaign County telling us that they will not enforce it. Sure, there are some thoughts that this is being a cult worship. I'll, I'll go two sentences into it. What's, what's being said right now is that uh, by us wearing the masks, it's an occult practice of masking Christians because the occult likes to wear masks um, during their practices. So what they're trying to do is pull people into worship and cover up their mouths. And here's what I say is the mask is not preventing me from worshiping God, honoring God, or speaking the truth. Do I like it? No, I, I hate it. And, and maybe, maybe there is someone somewhere, somehow, trying to make that happen. But here in Ohio, that's not the case yet. And here in Ohio, people say, but DeWine's working it. DeWine's dealing with it. Well, here's what I say is this, is many people don't know what the leader has actually done to keep things normal, right? We don't know all the battles that DeWine has actually gone through to keep us from concentration camps, right? Maybe if it wasn't for DeWine, I'm not preaching on DeWine's behalf and I'm not saying I agree with everything that DeWine says, but what I am saying is we don't know that the battles that DeWine is fighting and maybe he's the one reason we're not in concentration camps and the only thing that we have is masks. Have you ever thought about that? We don't know what a leader's going through. And for us to accuse people, so Jesus is the redeemer, Jesus brings life, right? Jesus is the healer. What does scripture say Satan is? The accuser. The accuser of the brethren. So the very moment that we accuse people of something, what are we doing? <laughs> We're participating in occult practices. We're participating in witchcraft. We're participating in a demonic act. We're doing what Satan does. So if we are people who are accusing DeWine or accusing our president or accusing our leaders, I myself am participating and partnering with Satan. Now, if DeWine said, you can't go to church and you can't worship God, I don't need to accuse him, I need to rebuke him. You see the difference? I'm not going to accuse people. I have not seen a specific request. Some of this is repeat, I know. In California, they are told not to sing praises of song, sing praises or songs to God. That's very specific. Here in Ohio, we have not been asked that. I would not honor that rule or law if that was forced down on us. I would not. 
Acts 5, 29. Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. Right? Uh, are you worshiping evil when you wear a mask? No. I mean, are you worship, worshiping evil when you wear a t-shirt? Where that t-shirt company supports other agendas that you wouldn't come out against? When certain cars that you ride pay into Planned Parenthood? When certain restaurants that you support pay into Planned Parenthood? Are you, are you now paying into Planned Parenthood? There's conspiracy everywhere. There's an agenda behind everything. I think that the masks are showing how fragile the church is, how fearful they are of losing their comforts. We are not being asked to worship a false god in Ohio. But let's continue in um, Daniel. And that whoever does not fall down in worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. There's coming a time where people in America will have to die for their faith. That might be next year. That might be tomorrow. That might be five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. But there is coming a time where believers will die. And what's ultimate glory? Is ultimate glory living here on earth or is ultimate glory to be with Christ? Paul tells us the present sufferings of this world pale in comparison for the glory that is to come. Romans tells us there's nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ, neither death nor life. So, so where are we to be? Ultimate glory is to be with Christ. Look, I don't look forward to dying because, because I love people. I love life. It's all that I've ever known, right? I don't, I've never been in heaven. So naturally you want to stick with it. But there's coming a time where that will happen for us. That when we are asked to take the mark of the beast or worship another god, we will be thrown into a fiery furnace. But in this very hour, we're not being asked to worship another god. Maybe at lunchtime we could be. But right now, we're not. So what did these three boys do with this specific request? But there are some Jews who have set out over the affairs of the province Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pays no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into a blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. Our God is able. Our God is able. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we will want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. I don't see where masks are worshiping Satan right now. I can't find it. So I'm going to honor the request. I hate it. 
hate it. Let's not get into whether there's science for it or not. I, th I think by me saying I hate it, I don't trust the science. That's what you hear me saying. I don't completely trust the science. How do you trust the science when you can't trust anything on media? Right? You just can't. So you hear in me, so, so last week, when we're at Kroger, I'm wearing my mask in honor of what DeWine has asked. I hate it. Go in and I walk around, and then I get my compliment. And God started to move. And the whole store was preached to out of one screaming lady about love and two different races coming together. That was Sunday service. If I wouldn't have, if I would have been so rebellious to say I'm not going into Kroger because I can't wear my mask, God wouldn't have moved. You see that? And if you think that people who are wearing masks are sick and unaware and they're, um, that they're not woke or they're submissive, then why wouldn't you wear a mask to be here with those people? Why wouldn't, you be, why wouldn't you be here with your mask on to help people understand the truth? Do you really love someone if you're not preaching truth to them? God moved last week in Kroger because I was willing to wear a mask and to submit what the, what the governor asked of me. We are missing opportunities because of our stu stubbornness and fear of losing our freedoms. The mask is not set up to be a God that is served. And as your pastor, I really want you to know that God is at work and wearing a mask is not partnering with the evil one. I do, I do want to take a temperature in here today. Those of you who have worn a mask this week, how many of you guys have partnered and committed your life to the evil one? No one. No one. Okay. How many of you guys are honoring what the governor has put before you? Out of fear and reverence to God. To God. Thank you. Now, um, there are those in the room or on the television, wherever you're watching, who are saying that this is leading us to one world order. We're submitting to one world order as we do this. We must fight back. Revolution, right? We must fight back. The warrior in you is like, we must fight back. Okay, like, I get it. But... Matthew 16 tells me a different story. Here we go, verse 21. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elder, elders, chief priests, and the scribes, and that he must be killed, and on the third day he was raised to life. So what Jesus is saying is, look, I'm gonna die. This is gonna happen. It's gonna be hard. Hard things are coming. But Peter, good old Peter, what did he say? He took him aside. Come here, Jesus. I rebuke you. I rebuke you, Jesus. And um, yeah, so he rebuked him. Far be, far, far be it from you, Lord. 
he said, this shall never happen to you. Evil things should never happen to you, Jesus. And, and you're saying, well, this is Jesus. Well, what does scripture say? If he was persecuted, if he faced sufferings, then what will we face also? We too will face hard times. So if Jesus faced hard times, we too will face it. So Peter's trying to keep Jesus from being persecuted. He's saying, I'm not going to let that happen to you. And what does Jesus say? But Jesus turned to him and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. What? See, God had a plan for Jesus' life, and that was through his death. And his death was going to come through the authority that God gave to the leaders. What if God has a plan through the authority of the leaders for us to wear masks in submission. So therefore, we're not fighting against man, we're fighting against God. Do you guys understand that point? Peter didn't want anything hard to happen, but Jesus had another plan. How can you tell me in God's sovereignty that he doesn't have another plan for us. What if God is going to have judgment on America? What if that's his plan so that souls can get saved? What if we face judgment for the next 300 years, 400 years, 500 years, 50 years? Do you trust that God is in control, that he has a plan to make himself known to the world? Therefore, Peter wasn't fighting against man. He was fighting against God. I also thought about the Garden of Gethsemane. Matthew 26. Jesus said, do what you've came for, friend. This is right before Jesus was crucified. Then the men um, stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would uh, the scriptures be fulfilled that says, it must happen in this way. Jesus had a plan. God had a plan. And what he said is, don't fight against my plan. And can you tell me right now, specifically, not about one world order agenda, but what has our governor and what has our president specifically put out in decree about worship and masks. You know what I've actually seen is I've seen our president, whether you like him or don't like him, I've seen him say, if California doesn't change its sanctions, he's going to override the governors when it comes to religious freedom. Our president, the highest power in America, is saying, I'll override it. So I don't see, look, 
Again, I understand some concerns. I, under, I understand concerns about vaccines. I understand concerns about the numbers that we're seeing. I understand those concerns, but I don't see the occult practice yet. So Jesus told the servant to put the sword up, and that's what he did. You don't have to like this. So why should we honor? Why should we submit? Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Again, you can go online, you can get hyper about what other pastors in other states are saying because other pastors in other states have different standards by which are being forced on their church, period. You can get all hyper about it. Right now, look, this could change in five minutes once we leave church if DeWine puts something different on us, but he hasn't. So I'm telling you out of love for you, out of care for you, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. If you do not submit to scripture and submit to God's word, you will bring judgment on yourself. We have not been asked to sin. I'll wrap it up with this. Um, Exodus 1, verse 12. This is so fun. But the more that they were oppressed, the more that we're oppressed, right? The more that our church is oppressed, the more they multiplied and spread. So the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites and they worked them ruthlessly. My prayer is that the more that we're oppressed, the more that we thrive in Christ. Amen? Use this. Capitalize on this. And thrive during this season. So I wrestle through th so many emotions. Friends, statements on Facebook, uh, all the conversations I was having, having, disappointing things I was seeing, and I started to have these emotions towards people on every side. And uh, I decided that what was important for me is that I've created some declarations that I'm gonna live by during corona. I believe you should create some declarations for yourself as well. So I wanna read some declarations that I'm gonna choose to live by in every situation during this season. Here's, here's, here's the first one. I will not complain more than I pray. I will ask God to show me the good he's working in every situation. I will not let this change my love for others. I will be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to get angry. I will not be fearful of the future. I will not accuse an individual. If they are caught in the wrong, I will rebuke them. I will not give up praying. I will not give up trusting God. I will not deny Christ in action or deeds. I will love others, bring them along with me, and grow with them. I will not allow this season to divide my love for people or the church. I will not stop coming to church. I will pray for my leaders at every level. I will listen with the intent to understand. I will repent as God leads. I will continue to ask God for wisdom. I will inc increase um, 
those I share the message with as the day is nearer. I will not post my anger, talk poorly behind someone's back, or challenge their character based upon their decision. I will seek for truth. I will honor God above nationality. I will not talk more about the mask than I do Jesus. And I will not let this become a distraction from God's goal in my life. I'm gonna keep on referring to those declarations in my life. Because over the past 48 hours, there's been a lot of good reasons for Macy and I to be disappointed with things that we've seen on Facebook. To be disappointed with conversations that we've had. These declarations after scripture are what I'm gonna try to live by, amen? Find five declarations, write them down for you and your family that you can live by today. Do it today. Put those in a place. Put those in a place that you'll be reminded to see them. Not everyone will understand, not everyone will approve, not everyone will applaud, not everyone will affirm, not everyone will celebrate, not everyone will support, not everyone will stay, not everyone will encourage. Do what God has called us to do. Amen? Let's pray. Father, you are good, you are faithful. We thank you for those who are watching online today. We thank you for those who are here. (laughs) We want your truth, we want your word, and I trust that you're in control. Help us trust that you're in control. We love you. May you, be no, may you be known in this world. May your power be on display in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Now here's what I wanna say. You can congregate with your masks on or you can go outside, right? So you know what I was thinking though? We need a quote or we need to pray that God could put in like garage doors over here so that then we could just have a worship space out here and those who are like, I'm not gonna wear a mask, you can socially distance out there. And those who are like, I wanna be, ni- I wanna be nice and cool and wear a mask, you could sit in here in the air conditioning. So, so let's pray, I'm serious, let's pray we could put like four garage doors over here, open them up, and then we always have the availability to do outdoor service and indoor all in one, right? Let's pray for it. Or we can leave the doors open. Now, I do know a church. I mean, you guys are dismissed, but if you want to hear me talk, um, fine. (laughs) Welcome to KFM 96.7. I have a church in Columbus, a friend, as I process this with many people. It's said that during a contact sport that you're allowed to have the mask off. So what they said is being that worship is physical and interactive, that they're claiming that their, their worship service is a contact sport. So, uh, <laughs> it is, whether you like it or not, it is, um, it is a contact sport. So, um, that's what they're claiming it. But God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. I will see you next week.